welcome to Glow From Within podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Patton, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, as well as a holistic intuitive healer. I'm a mom of two, a wife to one, and I work with a spiritually inclined, growth-minded, soulful-ass woman who's looking to heal from within and unlock her deepest potential by doing so. If you're looking to make your health, hormones, and gut your superpower, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. Hello, gorgeous human beings. Thank you so much for being here. I am delighted to have you here today. I'm truly delighted. And uh, before we dive into today's topic, I just want to remind you, take a little screenshot, share this to your Instagram story, tag me, either tag the podcast page, Glow From Within Podcast, or you can always tag my Instagram, Ethereal Beings Wellness, and I'd be happy to share it on my story because I love seeing you guys listening to this, knowing that this work is meaningful to you, that it is beneficial to you. So keep sharing. I love to see it. Love to share it. And uh, yeah, that's also how the podcast grows. That's how we keep doing this. So I hope you loved the last episode that I did. If you missed it, it was a manifestation meditation. And it's not even really like a guided meditation. It's honestly a practice that you guys can tap into whenever. And I genuinely have been tapping into this for myself so often and it just feels really good it it really helps me shift into the frequency of what it is that I desire and manifesting that and drawing that into me so if you missed that that was episode 70 go back and listen to that it's a short episode and truly it's a tool that you can use throughout your life and I want to tell a little story around that so the day the first day that I kind of I remember I was like listening to some some like video on YouTube or something and they said something about like being a magnet or whatever and I remember just closing my eyes and being called to like do this practice the thing that I walked you through in episode 70 and that day the first day that I did this especially and that I did it exactly the way that I described it in the last episode it was such an incredible day like truly like things that I have been waiting months and months and months and months and months to happen, happened that day. For instance, I have a product line that I'm going to be launching, a collection that I started working on. So right now it is July of 2021 and I started working on it, I mean, in like October of 2020. (laughs) if not even earlier, definitely October of 2020. At the very least, I was working on it, which is just crazy. It's been such a long time and so many things have happened along the way. There's been a lot of hiccups, a lot of roadblocks, a lot of things that have happened that it's July 2021 right now. And our first like inventory shipment finally arrived. And when I say a lot has happened, that includes like an entire... 500 units of the product cases and cases went to a different address and we never recovered them we never got them back so they're just at some random address in California and those people have my product and so it was an issue it was a problem that the manufacturer 
made. They they made the mistake, and so they then offered to refund us, or they could literally remake the entire order. So we decided to remake the order because I designed these literally by myself. I like poured my heart and soul into creating these products and I was like there's no way there's literally no way I don't want a refund what I want is to have them here in my hand and I want to make them available for people like that's what I want and I want those people in California that have my damn products to give them back to me that would be really great I digress so that was just like one of the many roadblocks that came about and it was like months and months you know because they have to make all of these they have to do it by hand anyway so <laughs> I finally have them. So the first day that I did that manifestation meditation thing that I shared with you guys in episode 70, they finally arrived after so many months of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And like even in January of this year, which was seven months ago, we got the first samples of them in. And even that took months, right? We finally got the first samples in and we actually did, we took a bunch of photos, did a whole photo shoot with them. And like because I thought I was going to have them by March. I thought that my full launch would be done in March. Here we are in July, and I still haven't been able to launch. But regardless, that day, that came in. Oh my gosh, what else? There was another like, there was other money that came in. I can't even remember anymore. But it was like, I got money from a few different places, and I kept also seeing... Um, you know, like angel numbers, like I caught 1111, I caught 111, and like it also was the day that my son turned 11 months old, and he's my second son, which is like one plus one. Anyway, the whole day, like I even went on a walk with um, my 11 month old and his cousin who's two weeks younger than him. I took them on a walk, and it was just like it was sunny, but there was this incredible breeze, kind of like when you're at the beach and the sky was the brightest blue. The clouds were beautiful. Like truly I was walking and it felt like I was just like walking magic. Like everything just felt so incredible that day. It was pure magic, pure bliss, pure magic. And, um, I think I also got like a not a job offer but oh right 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 I had reached out to last week I think it was I reached out to about 30 different um like esthetician med spa type of offices because for a long time now I've wanted to offer functional lab work like offer the internal side of healing the skin for women who go to estheticians. So for a long time, I've wanted to do this, to reach out to like med spas and, you know, estheticians and see if anyone wanted to like partner or work together in some capacity so that I could help women with the internal, right? Do some functional lab work, try to address the underlying root causes while the esthetician addresses from the outside, does the topical side of things, you know, and whatever treatments they do with them. So I reached out to like 30 different places. And um, on that day also, one of them got back to me. Like I follow her on Instagram 
and I interacted with one of her stories and she responded. She was like, hey, I saw your resume. I'm really excited to talk more to you. I'm going to be getting back to you in a couple of days. So just know, like I saw your email and I'm excited to talk. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Literally of all the places I reached out to, not a single one got back to me. Not a single one outside of that one like said anything, even acknowledged receiving my email and said, you know, like we're not interested, nothing. It was just crickets. But I got that response from her. So it was just like literally one thing after another, after another, after another, like the good things just kept compounding. I was like, wow, this is what it looks like when you draw the good things into you, when you receive them. And then when you also wish that upon the others that are around you as well. And, you know, staying in that vibe, staying in that frequency of what it is that you desire is so incredible. And this doesn't mean like feeling good or feeling amazing all the time. And that's the thing that I like the most is, you know, we don't, there's like this myth out there that we have to be these perfect people who feel perfect all the time in order to manifest what we desire. And it's just not true. We get to be messy. We get to be angry. We get to be imperfect. We get to be all over the place and we still get to manifest what we desire. We still get to manifest what we desire. So the biggest thing there, though, is like it requires us taking action. I think a lot of times when we hear the word manifest, at least for myself, you know, when I hear the word manifest, it makes me think like, okay, I get to just sit and sip on tea and take a bath and then the good things are going to come. And, you know, there are like law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, like there are some teachings that kind of elude to that. But really, if you go a little further into it, look a little bit deeper, the idea is that when you're in that good feeling state, when you're in that high vibrational state, that you're not like you're not going to want to just sit on your butt and do nothing when you're in that state. You're going to want to take action. You're going to desire to do things, to experience things, to feel and do and have and be so much more than what you're being right then and there, right? Sitting on the couch and watching TV is probably not your highest alignment. It's probably not. And that does not mean that there's not a time and place for that, that there's not a time and place where that is in alignment. But likely that's not like what your purpose is for you to do all day, every day, right? You're not meant to just sit and do nothing all day, every day. You're meant to have an impact. You're meant to do more. You're meant to have more. You're meant to live your life fully and experience your life fully, right? So when we're truly in this alignment we're able to move and act and pivot from that place and then we're taking action and we're doing things but it doesn't feel like oh my god I have to do so much oh my god like you know it's just it's a completely different experience of acting and doing right it's not oh I have to do this or I have to be this or whatever it's just this feels really really good I desire to do this I want to do this I desire the outcome that this will bring Right. So there are a lot of ways that for me, I've been pivoting recently and um, I don't necessarily want to get into that as much today. Maybe I'll do a separate episode where I do a little bit more of like a life and business update today. I really wanted to talk about the topic of grief. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, panic attacks and anxiety disorder and really just kind of dive into these things a little bit. And I'll share with you, I feel like I said the word and a lot in that sentence. But I want to share with you 
why this is coming up for me, why I wanted to share this now. So if you've been listening to my podcast a lot, if especially over the past two months, you will know that I had family that stayed with us in town for two months, right? So it was my brother, my sister-in-law, and then they have two kids, two young boys who are the exact same ages as my two boys. So that's a four-year-old and an almost 11-month-old. There's like, you know, a couple weeks, couple months apart between both of them, but essentially they're the exact same age. And um, it was, you know, hectic and chaotic. And when they got here, we were in a space where we had created a very beautiful system. We really had a great um, flow going. We had a good system going, whatever. And, you know, then they came in. Of course, we had to make adjustments. Of course, when you have someone in your life, and in this case, it was family. It's family members that I literally had in my past, like really molded my entire identity around, if I'm being honest. I feel like I emulated them in so many ways and truly molded myself in so many ways to kind of be like them. And they've really truly been enmeshed in so much of my identity and who I was in the past and my life decisions from the past as well. It's like they've always been there along the way up until, you know, the past, maybe past couple years, I would say. Really, once we had kids, once they had kids and I had kids. And so our first two, the two boys are like four and a half, about five months apart. And so once we both had our first kids, definitely things shifted. Things changed a lot. And it never has gone back and it never will go back because, yeah, it just it just won't. And that's that's totally fine. That's okay. That's a good thing, ultimately. Um, but... You know, I think in a lot of ways for me and my process of changing and growing and evolving, that relationship was one that I sort of felt like I had to flee because I felt a lot of judgment there, a lot of not understanding of me sort of choosing a different path of me being my own person. And, um, you know, that's to no fault of anyone, by the way, I'm not in any way trying to complain or lay blame it's just this was you know kind of my experiences even just living where we used to live in Virginia again no this is no like one person's fault this is honestly if anything it's on me right being so susceptible to those around me being an ultra empath being a projector who can like see things and feel things so clearly that it was really challenging to be in the space of people and those being the people that are supposed to be the closest to you and knowing and feeling and literally knowing how much they don't get it um, was very challenging and very painful. And for a lot of reasons, I think that's really why I needed to move. Like I needed to get out of that paradigm. I needed to get out of that energetic blueprint and even out of my own energetic blueprint of who I was when we lived there, right? I needed to break away from that deeply like my soul my entire being needed that and maybe you've experienced that before maybe you've moved away from family or 
friends or maybe you've just picked up your entire life and moved or you've ended a marriage or whatever that has looked like for you, you know, and completely shifted your entire life, moved maybe where it didn't make sense to anyone else. Maybe there was no one there that could support you. Maybe you didn't have a network there, but it's what you desired and it's what your soul was calling you to do and what you, it's what you needed. And so that was kind of what we did. You know, we moved from Virginia, Northern Virginia, so like right outside of D.C., all the way to Texas. And I don't want to say that I was running away, but a big piece of it really was that I knew with with every fiber of my being, everything within me that I was ready for my new blueprint. I knew that I was ready for my new life. I knew that I was ready to step into the next level of myself. And I knew just knowing myself, I knew that I couldn't do it or I could have, but I would just be making my life a lot harder while I was living there and around the people that I was around, right? So when we moved, I'll say I didn't necessarily um, grieve the relationships and the life that I was leaving behind. I felt joy and excitement for what we were building. But there's been a very interesting thing that's happened this year. We've had multiple guests with us this year that have stayed for a month or two months, which frankly might not sound like a very long period of time. But when it comes to, you know, like your life within your home, it's a long time, right? Because anytime even one person is added to your situation, things change, right? Your meals change, the way that you plan things change, your weekends change, like everything just shifts slightly. And that's not necessarily in a bad way, right? There's more people around to help. There's more people around to help cook and to help clean. And there's more people around to help with the kids. Like, so it's not necessarily bad, but anytime someone is added into the mix, the dynamics of the household changes, the energy in the house shifts because you now have another person's energy that is like coming into play, right? Or this in this most recent trip, right? It was four more people's energy, an entire family unit that was as big as our family unit that came in. And so there was a huge energetic shift, not to mention all of like the years of stuff, the entire lifetime it feels like of stuff that I have you know growing up with my brother and then you know just our relationship and all of the things that have been there throughout my entire life and all of those years you know there's so much there and so much has changed and evolved over the years in so many different ways but you know as someone comes in And then we inevitably shift, we evolve, we change, you know, we alter what we're doing. Even if it's slight, even if we try to stick as much as possible to what we were doing, it's inevitable that you have to make some adjustments. And then after they leave, you then are sort of left to pick up the pieces. Now, again, that doesn't have to be in a bad way, but it's like, You kind of have to reset everything, right? You have to get back to wherever you were when they came into the picture. And then from there, you have to move forward again and try to sort of quantum leap and catch up from that time, right? Now, I hope you're you're following what I'm saying because it is kind of a unique thing that we've been dealing with, with like people coming in and being in our lives very intimately, right? Living with us for a month or two months and then they're gone. 
right? So they're not here. They're intimately a part of our lives for a month or two, and then they're gone. And like, we don't talk again for a long time. So it's this very, very interesting thing. And what's been happening though, which I truly never anticipated within myself, what's been happening is that when the people leave, I've been having these like really intense feelings of grief and also like being on the verge of having a panic attack. So the first time this happened with my sister-in-law, completely different sister-in-law than the one I was talking about. This is my uh, husband's sister. And she stayed with us for all of January. And then when she left at the end of the month, I was like, I mean, I knew I would be sad that she was leaving because I love her so much. We had such a great time while she was here. It was truly like a life-affirming trip. Really was a beautiful, beautiful time that she was here. I knew I'd be sad. And sure enough, she left. I was definitely very sad. But what I didn't anticipate was having, and I didn't actually have a panic attack, but I genuinely was like right on the verge of not having like a very slight or mild panic attack and it would just like hit me in like waves and you know I was with my two kids and I think my husband was like taking her to the airport or something and they're like watching Moana I remember just sitting there having to like put my hand on my chest and on my belly and like having to do my deep breathing exercises to come back into my own body. And that was the only way I was able to kind of pull myself back from the edge of having a full-blown panic attack. And actually, it's interesting because even just sitting here now, like thinking about it and talking about it, like I can feel that my breath is getting a little bit more shallow and in my chest. So that was just like the evening by the next day. I was okay because I let myself feel the emotions, right? Like I let myself cry. I let it all out. Um, And a big thing that came up was that I was like, you know, because she was so helpful when she was here. Like it was insane how helpful she was. She totally like got me. She understood the way that I liked things. She respected the way that I liked things done and would like put things back the way that I liked, would clean the kitchen the way that I liked, would make food for our family. And like it was incredible anyway she's the best regardless um yeah so there was like oh my god you know can I handle picking up the slack of all of this can I handle being the only one doing this again can I handle you know watching the two kids and taking care of the house and doing all these things like oh my god you know like the fear of it came creeping in and the beautiful thing is that my husband definitely like stepped up you know noticed that I was I mean, I also talked to him about the fact that I felt like on the verge of having a panic attack and I was really, really sad and whatever. Um, And it's almost like you have to grieve the life that you built up for that month and the reality that you created during that month. You have to grieve that because you're letting that go, right? And then the interesting thing, though, is that even when it's a guest that 
I didn't necessarily have a great time with. Like the trip wasn't necessarily that amazing. It still would happen after being there. Like my aunt was in town here for a month and we, you know, her trip here honestly was mostly really good. Definitely towards the end, you know, there were a lot of like things that happened during that time. It was the winter storm. So she was going to leave a lot earlier and then she ended up having, she like got stuck and had to stay longer. So it was just kind of like it, it kept getting extended and that's again to no fault of her own. And you know, if you've lived with people, it can be challenging to live with people. It can be challenging to share your space with people, right? So it was really just kind of like that. And with her, like she gets me and she gets the work that I do very deeply because she works similarly. I've actually had her on the podcast before. Um, I don't remember what the episode number was, but she's a network chiropractor. So she was giving us chiropractic adjustments and helping out with the kids and, you know, made it so that my husband and I could like go out to get dinner occasionally and you know it just allotted us some freedom so when she left similarly it was nowhere near as bad as the first one but similarly like that day I would get waves and pangs of just like being really sad borderline panic attack and then like again having to come back into my body bring myself back into my body breathe into my body really deeply and like reel myself back in And I was just like, you know, I don't understand why this is happening. And like, especially with her, yes, we had made, initially we had made adjustments in our lives, but towards the end, we didn't, I mean, it wasn't that different. We definitely had gotten used to having her around and, you know, accommodating her and thinking of her when we were making like evening plans or food plans or whatever. But, you know, She's like, she spent a lot of time up in her room. She was very self-sufficient. I was very much able to set boundaries with her and, you know, tell her like, no, like I can't go and do this or I need to work or whatever. And she was super good about just being like, okay, and like respecting boundaries and yeah. So, um, yeah, even so when she left, it was like, oh my God, am I going to be able to handle everything alone? Is it going to be okay? Am I going to be all right? And just like, you know, the feelings of being unsafe. And I think it's like this old abandonment wound from childhood, you know, because my dad, you know, my dad, it's almost even like he didn't even really leave. He was just never really there (laughs) because the last time I lived with him was when I was four years old. And then we as a family moved, but he moved somewhere different than where we moved. We moved to Massachusetts and he moved to D.C. That was when I was four, almost five. And I haven't lived with him since I lived with him back in Greece where I, when I was four, before we moved. And so it's not like he ever really left. Like I don't, it's not like we were all living happily as a family and then one day he like left or I had to see him move out. Like there's nothing like that. We just lived together and then never did again, ever. (laughs) Um, And interestingly, though, he was here for a week at the end of last year. And when he left, I was fine. I didn't have any panic attack or grief or anything. Um, It was a nice trip. Him being here was really nice. That's definitely the most time that I have spent with him, probably since I was a very young child. Um, But yeah, I think something about like people coming into our lives my life here where we live in our new life and then getting settled and then leaving it's like it triggers this like abandonment wound and this fear of I can't do things alone you know my whole life I was very very codependent and really always 
always I've had a tendency to defer to other people. So if someone else is there, I defer to them, right? Like whoever it is, it's like, oh, I defer to them to make the decision. I defer to them to do the thing, whatever, 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 right? It's like I give my power away. I'm like, here you go. Take it. Enjoy. You can have my power. But along with it, you can also take the responsibility and essentially everything else. So it's like I would just give it away. Here you go. And even in circumstances where I didn't fully give my power away, it's like I still internally would just mold and adjust and gear everything towards the other person that's there versus just staying true to myself. And I think that's part of me being like an ultra empath where it's really, really, really difficult and challenging for me to disconnect from other people and other people's energy. And even when I stay sovereign within myself and within my own energy, I still find myself making adjustments and compromises and and whatever else for people that I'm with. So, um, I mean, that's, this is definitely just something that I have you know, faced in general in life and it's been a challenge. So now with this trip, right, I, you know, by the time they left, I definitely was ready for them to go. It, it had been a very long time. At the end, the kids weren't really getting along very well. You know, it was like, it's like siblings where, you know, they were just kind of like fighting. And then I think also, you know, they knew that they were going to be leaving soon. And I think there was some stress there for the kids and whatever. Anyway, I don't need to get into the nitty gritty details of all of that, but I didn't expect myself like again, (laughs) I knew I would be sad when they left just because, you know, they were here for such a long time. But what I didn't anticipate was how much because I really made a point, I really made an effort to stay as much as I could, right? Like, for instance, with the podcast, I couldn't just record a podcast like this because they would always be out there I would always know that they would they could overhear they were listening to what I was saying or you know someone would be in the office I would have to coordinate with people like there certainly was a sense of not feeling safe to speak my truth not feeling safe to record the way I wanted to not feeling safe to speak in the way that I wanted to fully and not feeling safe to fully be myself you know is definitely like one of those relationships where I kept my mouth shut a lot like a lot And, you know, there's a time and place. It depends what you desire out of it, right? If it's a person that you feel like you really want to grow and invest in it and whatever, it's probably worth it to like get all that stuff out. But then there's also certain relationships where you know what it is and it just, that's what it is. And you can let it be and you just know, right? Like this is what it is and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm good with having these boundaries up And I don't necessarily need to bridge that gap here. So anyway, um, it's definitely very interesting. A lot of that. And when they left, first of all, I definitely was very sad. But this time has been the absolute worst when it has come to my anxiety, my worry for the future, my grief, and the panic attacks as well. Like, it's just crazy. In my entire life, I've never experienced panic attacks. And then this past year, 
with the three times of having people stay for long periods of time and then leave, this has happened. And it's like the feeling that that comes up is like terrified, very scared. There's no longer this person here that potentially could be, you know, like a security blanket, a person that we could fall back on, a person that could help us if we really needed it, whether that be with helping with the kids in the in a pinch or um, helping by having a car in a pinch, a second person that could drive or, you know, a mental emotional support in a pinch or someone to hang out with or spend time with. Or, you know, even financial help in a pinch, like if we were really, really in desperate need and then they were here, you know, so for instance, like my brother and sister-in-law, when they were here, they paid for all of our food the entire two months that they were here, which was so generous, so gracious, so incredible of them. And, you know, so it's just like things like that where I'm like, you know, I look at something and I'm realizing again how many places I still did adjust and give up my power and I let go of things that mattered to me because I was like I tried to hold on to it for a while but then it continued to be violated or continued to not be honored or upheld in a way that I needed and so then eventually I would just be like oh my like I just can't I can't continue to keep like fighting against something that other people are constantly doing right and that's that's the thing with sharing space with someone sharing a home with with someone or you know a bunch of other people is that a lot of it becomes out of your control which is fine and normal but then it's like they left and all of a sudden I was like oh my god all of this is my responsibility again there was so much that I had like let go I deferred to them I was like okay you're doing this this is your thing while you're here you know the food and whatever all of these little things along the way the little ways along the way that we give up our power and that we give up our own sovereignty and the things that matter to us and then it's like they left and it was like oh fuck oh my god there's so much now that I have to figure out there is so much now that I have to go back and set back up there's so much now that I have to like figure out again and so the the day that they left that whole day which was the Friday and then Saturday pretty much all day too so this time it was like two full days almost of like literally like pretty much constant heart palpitations um like seeing random things and then getting a wave of like literally even nausea. And I I had to Google this because I'm like, I feel nauseous. Like I feel so afraid and terrified that I'm nauseous right now. So like this is a real, and I was, I, I knew, I was like my nervous system right now is completely dysregulated. And this is a trauma body. You guys, like this, this is what it means to hold trauma in the body and for that trauma to be triggered, right? And I think there's so much there that is that has been triggered and this trip especially because of what these people mean in the context of my life and like what this trip meant in the context of my life and all of the things that I kind of let slide in the context of my life and who I chose to be in the midst of all that I've been working towards and all that I've been doing. And there were a lot of ways that I held my power and I stayed so much stronger than I ever have in my entire life. 
and so many ways that I am so incredibly proud of myself and also so many things that were so challenging within me, right? This is about my journey within myself. It's not about anyone else, really. It's about me and my experience. And yeah, like I did not expect this to be so intense, such a physical, visceral like response and reaction to them leaving and like just seeing random things and kind of having this overwhelming feeling of like, oh my God, like I have to be on top of that now. I have to be able to take care of that now. And I think also it's almost like coming down from the stress and the high that it was. And when I say high, I don't mean in like a good way, but like when they were here, right, there were so many people to take care of. There was so much to do sort of all the time because our family was essentially doubled in size, right? You have twice as many kids, twice as many adults as what we normally have. So that means quadruple the dishes as than normal, right? Quadruple the mess. Like just everything was so intensified, right? So intensified. And then it's just like suddenly like boom and it's gone. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm still... In like, I didn't even think I realized quite how sort of like high strung and sort of stressed I was with them around because I had to make so much extra conscious effort to stay sovereign within myself and to like hold on to my power and to myself and not completely succumb and completely let myself go and completely like make let myself conform and defer to them because that is my internal go to, right? So then it's like, when they left, I cleaned for almost like two days straight. I was literally cleaning, scrubbing everything and I couldn't stop. I had to clean. I had to go. I had to do. I had to do. I had to do. And then on top of that, I was like, would get this these waves of nausea of like about to have a panic attack, sadness, grief. The grief of also just like letting it go and letting letting those relationships go sort of which I never did when we moved here like I never processed it in that way I never did like a full healing detachment or anything it was just like okay we're getting away we're gonna move let's go this is our new life yes new life and then it was like they stepped into our new life and it's like okay now what now who am I choosing to be now what am I choosing what does this look like and then they sit back out and it's like, okay, whew, we got to pick up the pieces. We got to we gotta recalibrate to the sovereignty of, of who I truly am, right? Because you can, this is why the people that you're surrounded by are so impactful because as much as you want to be true to yourself and within your own sovereignty and your own power, you're 100% always going to be influenced by the people who are around you. And if you're an empath, that is magnified times 100. If you're an ultra empath, that is magnified times 10,000. Like it is virtually, it's not impossible, but it is virtually impossible to fully, 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 fully hold your own power 100% unequivocally when there are those around you, especially that you have a history and a pattern of deferring to, of giving your power away to. And when there's like no space or escape 
from that, right? You When there's a lack of boundaries, a lack of ability to have physical space and boundaries as well as mental and emotional space and boundaries. So whew, that is a lot. But, you know, I think it is as much as it, you know, brought up so much fear and grief and anxiety and worry and so much so intensely came up but I truly believe that the reason that I'm able to shift out of it all of these times first of all all of these times I made a point to do deep breath work to really breathe into my body try to come back into my body this time I'll say it didn't work as well because I think this time was truly a lot more intense and I did I really like I didn't feel okay. I was like I'm not okay right now and it happened to be a weekend where my husband was hosting a tournament so he was working all weekend. So like it was just me and the kids after having all these people here. Suddenly it's just me and the kids and like the house is so much emptier. There's so much less stuff and I'm just like oh my god like what did this space look like before? Like how do I recover this space? How do I remake this? Sp-? Anyway, So I really, I poured myself into reclaiming the space, cleaning the space, just like making it mine again, owning it again, taking control of whatever control I could control, which is really of myself. And, you know, allowing myself to feel the feelings, allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to kind of be out of control, allowing all of that to come up and to feel really, really bad and to feel really, really, really uncomfortable And, you know, I think oftentimes we think of grief only in the context of death, but grieving, grieving a relationship, grieving a life that once was, grieving even a relationship, friendship, family relationship that once was, grieving is so necessary and it's a real thing. We really truly need to allow ourselves the time and space to grieve things, to grieve what was, to grieve what we thought maybe could be that never will be, right? To grieve sometimes even having to let go of a dream. I know I experienced that with um, my my second pregnancy when I found out that we were having another boy. And, you know, I I was like, this is the last baby that I want to have. I don't want to have more kids. And so the fact that I'm having another boy, this means like I'm never going to have my baby girl that I always dreamed of. And so... It felt, it felt terrible to me. I was like, why? I feel so upset that we're having another boy. And that is so messed up. So many people, myself included, not that long ago, are not able to have babies, like that want to have babies and cannot have babies. And here I am carrying my second miracle child. And I am like so upset about this. But the thing is, when we go into that space, we can't really heal, right? We shut ourselves off and we shame ourselves for having the feelings that we have instead of saying, you know what? I am sad about this and that's okay. I'm not a bad person for having feelings. I'm not a bad person for having grief. I'm not a bad person for struggling. I'm not a bad person for feeling these things, right? My feelings are not good or bad. They're just the way that I feel. It's just my experience. And so I had to sit there and I had to allow myself to cry about it, to grieve the dreams that I had of having a baby girl. And to like, you know, and I was disappointed in myself too because I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. Like gender, literally sex only means so much, right? Like 
I, it doesn't even matter. And so I was like, I, I was so surprised by myself that I was having that response in that way. And it was like, you know what? It's because I had this vision of what this would be with this baby girl and what it would look like and the clothes I would put her in and the activities that I would do with her and all of these little things. And it's like, okay, I have to allow myself to grieve for this dream that's not going to happen. And I I did that. I fully surrendered to it. I allowed myself to cry and be so upset and to literally grieve, grieve the baby girl that I would never have, right? And in doing so, it provided so much healing. It opened up space and love for accepting the little baby boy that I do have. And I love him so much. And he's perfect exactly the way that he is. Regardless of what his sex or gender will be ultimately. And so that was when I first really learned about like allowing myself to grieve and grieving something that is not necessarily very tangible, right? It's not like a person died and you're grieving that person's death. It's grieving the intangible, grieving the dream that never came, the, the promotion that never came, the job that never came, the things that you desired so deeply that you never got or the relationship that you desired to make work so deeply that never worked, right? The house that you wanted so bad that you never got, allowing yourself to grieve that, And for that to just be okay and that to just be enough. And grief can be insanely overwhelming. Grief can be so triggering. Grief hits so deep because most of our lives we are running around avoiding pain. We are avoiding grief all the time. And so when we allow it to to like let loose and flow, oh, it can be insane. It can be intense. It is so confronting. But honestly, when we allow ourselves to feel this, when we allow our tra- our traumatized bodies, right, the trauma body, the one that is holding all of this trauma in our nervous system that is affecting our health and making us symptomatic and creating so much, wreaking so much havoc and chaos in our lives, when we allow the trauma body, this dysregulated nervous system to feel and experience in a place and way that feels safe and secure, when we are safe within ourselves or with someone that we feel safe with and we can safely express that. And my husband for me has been huge in that because In the past, he didn't get it. But then it's like once he understood that all I needed was like to feel safe in having these feelings and emotions, it was a game changer. And like I feel so safe with him now to be able to be like, I'm so sad about this. Like I feel like I'm, you know, going to have a panic attack. I feel nauseous. I'm literally so sad that they're gone. And I keep looking around and seeing things that we had while they were here and feeling sad that it's not like that anymore because I got so used to it. It became my new normal. It became what I was used to. Whereas when they were first got here, it's like, oh my God, so many adjustments. We have to adjust so much, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you get used to it in time and it becomes the new normal. But then the new normal changes and it's gone again. And then you have to find another new normal again, right? So it's a lot of shifting, a lot of changing, a lot of evolving. (sighs) And so we have to allow ourselves to grieve, to grieve what once was and to grieve what no longer is. 
So where in your life have you been holding on to something? Where in your life have you been holding on to a relationship, a person, a place, a thing, something, anything that you haven't been able to let go and to grieve for it? And when I say grieve, I mean that's like really opening up the floodgates of feeling, like allowing yourself to fully fucking feel it. That might mean days of being a mess, but allowing yourself to do that and knowing that it's okay and just letting that be okay and letting that be enough. Is there any way in your life that you have more space and time to release? Because as much as this was challenging, as much as it was all confronting, I'm also really glad. I'm also really happy. I'm, I'm honestly so grateful that they were here. I'm so grateful to have had this experience. I'm so grateful for all of it. I'm grateful for the challenge. I'm grateful for the grief. I'm grateful for the panic attacks and the anxiety and the worry and the terror that came up in my heart when I was terrified of not knowing if I could do it alone, of not knowing if I would be okay, not knowing if I was going to be safe or all right, of not knowing if I was going to be okay and feeling so scared and so unsure of myself. I'm grateful for that too because it brought me back into a space of knowing And it allowed me to reclaim my power. And sometimes we need the contrast for context, for perspective, to remind us of what's available to us, what we've been cutting ourselves off from, where we've been making adjustments, what we've been doing to illuminate the path in front of us. Hey, gorgeous. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so happy that you took the time out for yourself to be here to listen to today's episode. You are amazing. So make sure... You connect with me outside of here. But before you do that, I need to ask you a favor. And that is to subscribe to this podcast. Now, when you subscribe to this podcast, when you leave a review in your podcasting app, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, when you do that, that is how the podcast grows. That's how I get visibility. That is how this thing can keep going, how I can continue to do this work. It'll only take a little bit of your time and I would super duper appreciate it. Obviously, only if the episode speaks to you, if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. If you feel like it could help somebody else, tell them about it. Word of mouth. It's magical. Now, once you've done that, if you've already done that, let's connect outside of here. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. You can always just put in ethereal beings wellness and you should be able to find me. I would love to connect with you, love to get to know you better. And yeah, I just find it really fun. I don't like just feeling like I'm sitting here talking to myself all day. I know that there are people out there listening and I'd love to get to know you. So let's connect. If you're not feeling any of that, that's okay too. I still appreciate you and I'm just happy that you're here doing the thing for yourself. So I will see you on the flip side. Truly, I'm humbled to be here with you. So honored. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And let's co-create together. See you in the next one. Over and out.